it's not really a shooter, but he's great at so many he's, things. He's good enough. Yeah, he is good enough. I like that cup right there. LeBron's good enough. Wait, wait, wait. Look at the cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a sick cup, dude. <laughs> that's my girl. This was oh, my girls when they were, like, way young. Yeah, brother. So. What up, your marks? And welcome to Jobbers, baby. Episode number 18. Today is August 6, 2020. What's up, dudes? How you doing? We're good. Ooh, yeah. CL Kid here and Otis. As you oh, God. Otis. Beautiful, beautiful Brett. Fuck you. <laughs> beautiful Brett, Otis. Beautiful Brett, CL Kid. Funeral Wake Jake is my nickname that I've been given today. Yes. Um, that's so that's good. a fun one. Could be worse. Could be worse, right? Yeah. I had a lot of action in wrestling this week. A lot of interesting stuff on Raw. Glad um, you followed that up by saying in wrestling. Can't wait. To, can't wait to... <laughs> Talk about Raw. We'll get to that one a little bit later. Uh, but for our first segment, Burn It Down. First question to you, gents. Brett, we're going to start with you. Better WrestleMania buildup, Daniel Bryan mania or Kofi Kingston mania? Man, when I saw this earlier, like my, I had like a knee-jerk reaction that I thought you know was really good, but then I just thought about it for a minute, and it kind of shifted for me a little bit, and I thought about it and all this stuff, and uh, – I got to go with Kofi mania. It was just so organic, you know, not, not to say Daniel Bryan wasn't organic. That was super organic, but I, I like the Kofi, uh, just the build up, the 11 years and all that stuff. I, I thought it was great. And I thought having uh biggie and Xavier Woods who are an excellent tag team and awesome hype men as well. That helped. It was a very emotional win. It was over Daniel Bryan. I, I'm going to go with Kofi mania, but it was, by like that much it was close CLK. yeah i'll jump in here i'll jump in here and uh me and uh brett last week if you guys watched that all pretty much agreed on everything which which you know sucks but it's the case and we're gonna go with that again here because uh the daniel bryan mania was great but since it started so early in the year and you kind of knew that buildup was heading that direction even though it was still well done and they did a really good job with it it wasn't it didn't get stale they did enough to keep it fresh enough challenges this way you, you knew the storyline from so long ago. Whereas Kofi, if it wasn't for Ali getting hurt, you know, Mustafa Ali is supposed to be in that, that six-man match for the normal contender or whatever it was. Uh, Kofi comes in, does, you know, that stable match, but the gauntlet match before that on either Raw or SmackDown. Looks amazing. Goes on and does go on with that, and it just happened out of nowhere. It was not unscripted, obviously, because everything's scripted in its own way, but it was just a quick reaction that they saw something golden and they ran with it. And that's just so unlike WWE. Anytime they have something that they can push, even look at something like Rusev Day, when that clearly had heat, they still didn't push it. So it's just for them to take something small. Whoa, is Mustafa Ali going to join this podcast? What's going to happen here? But the uh-huh. mania is just amazing, and Kofi did great, and it was just, <laughs> I love it. See, okay, we're going to have you re-answer, because uh, you broke up a ton there, buddy. <laughs> um, I'm going okay. I'm, I'm to jump in well, here, though. Storms up. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I think Kofi Kingston's run, I do agree with you, gents, where 
his was probably more unexpected coming in. Um, didn't didn't think he was going to be given a title run when he did. It was it was almost like more passionate because of that reason. Um, and Daniel Bryan had already actually technically won a title and lost it to Sheamus in sixteen or seventeen seconds, whenever it was a Mania. Um, but I think the Yes movement actually was more impactful to the world than Kofi's run. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan actually. Uh, that his was a better WrestleMania buildup because of that run he had and the the underdog story of having to overcome Triple H um, and Batista and Randy Orton all in the same night uh, to win the title. And, and the Yes movement was probably probably one of the top five most popular things of the past decade, if not top one or two um kofi's was magical like it was just magical unexpected and a delight to witness but i think we all knew that he wasn't going to be a serious contender afterwards where daniel bryan still poses as a serious contender no matter what so he he held the belt for like nine months yeah i was gonna say he kept the belt (laughs) for a while there and he only lost it to Lesnar. Now, granted, it was very fast, but he. he but it was Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's Lesnar, and that's that's kind of his thing. But well, do you do you think he's going to get another run? No, probably not. No, I don't think that. I think that's it, and I think that's the probably the better way to go. If you're going to give somebody another magical out of nowhere run, which is why I picked with Kofi's, because like I said, the Daniel Bryan one was was drawn out all year, which is in a great way, but in a way that you already saw coming. Um, the Kofi thing was just on a whim, and it was great, but. Uh, you just repeat with Kofi again doing that. It just it takes away some of the magic behind it, and I think you should just do that with somebody else in a new way. You know, I just I just got an idea for an angle. How, I think what what I think would be cool is uh, they set up Kofi for another run, year year and a half, two years down the line, and everything, and that's when you get the biggie heel turn and the singles run because he, you know, like gets pissed off about. You know, Kofi gets another shot. Where's my shot? Turns on Kofi, costs him everything, and then I think that would be brilliant. If 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 uh, anyone has Triple H's number, you can tell him that, but tell him I said it. I think that sounds great. You know, you know, it's a good one if you if you want some heel turn action. If you get Rey Mysterio to go heel on his son, oh my God. that's never been heard before on this it's show. It's never gonna so happen. I think it's not gonna happen. Or the son can go heel on Rey. I think. I think that's something that that's never been it's never been talked about on here but it should have been for sure back to you i can dig that <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> one day it'll happen um i don't know ray is gonna have to get his eyeball put back in his head if he wants to happen. face dominic <laughs> uh cl kid dude yeah. you're gonna have, probably want to rejoin or something but um i i uh I like the idea of a big E heel turn on Kofi Kingston. I think that's super, oh, no. super, <laughs> super, uh, super interesting. That <laughs> was some weird stuff happened tonight. We almost as weird as uh, Raw this past week. Um, I uh, yeah, but Brett, I think I think it's going to be super interesting if they do a big E heel turn. That would do wonders for his character, but I wonder if he's oh, almost yeah. stuck in that. Do you think he's like stuck in that zone of nah. being an ultra face for the kids right now? He he's a he's a big dude. That's that's all you need to do be to be a good heel is be a big dude. You know, it's and he can do it. I mean, anybody can be a heel, but I think he can do it. You know, about as good as anybody else. So 
I could definitely buy that. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, all right, we're gonna move on. Uh, I think this is a really interesting question. What was the match that got you into wrestling? Uh, this is this is uh, started from I think Matt Riddle said that Taker versus Lesnar at thirty was what got him into the WWE. So so uh, CL Kid, you just joined back. We'll start with you. What was the match that got you into wrestling? Okay, for me, it was definitely okay, – well, first of all, sound check. How do you think I'm sounding here? Much better. Oh, you should have said beautiful, but that's okay. Well, we um, got a beautiful person already. That's same true. As, that's same as Brett. Yeah, beautiful Brett Otis. Um, now, first off – Fucking guy. <laughs> saw that coming. I know that Jake probably won't like this as much, uh, but I don't care. Bret CM Hart. Punk The Rock. <laughs> no, no, no. CM Punk versus CM Punk Fantasy Dream Match. No. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. WWE. CM Punk versus Bizarro CM Punk. WWE. Face Punk versus Heel Punk. He's a, he's a drug addict. WWE 2K, 2K12 CM Punk versus CM Punk in red outfit attire. No, uh, definitely for me it was uh, Bret Hart versus British Bulldog. Um, I remember they fought in 90. Two or something like that. They had a, a title match. Um, I believe that one was for the that was for the Intercontinental title. And then they also fought again in '95. Uh, one of those was at uh, like a in your house or something like that. The one, whichever one was at in your house, was like freaking amazing. It was the first time I saw like Bret Hart was bloodied. Uh, and you know nowadays that's just something that happens. It's not a big deal. Or in the '90s, late '90s even, that was something that happened all the time. But uh, at that time, that was something that you, you didn't get all the time from wrestling. So I had seen little things of wrestling before that, like, you know, even later on, gobbledygooker and all these other stupid things that stood out to me. But uh, that was the first time I ever fell in love with the, the overall wrestling product and, like, the story told within the ring. So for sure, not saying it's my favorite match of all time, Bret Hart was the first wrestler I loved until Razor Ramon, and I started going with the heels. But uh, that's definitely the match that made me go, like, wow, I'm into this. I'm going to watch every week for sure. Brett? Um, so the, it's not the actual match itself, uh, but it, the match that it led to was Austin and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. And it was more the buildup of the match because that was, I just started watching wrestling again, I don't know six months nine months less than a year before so i'd just gotten back into it from when the last time i'd watched it, i was like six or seven years old and i was like in junior high at this point so <clears throat> just the lead up to that match was was what did it because i mean that had the mike tyson incident you know that was peak peak mr mcmahon uh it was Shawn michaels and triple h and china and they were kind of just starting to really kind of push the limits as far as dx goes so there was all that stuff and then you had austin into the mix and it was just it was great it was like like i would go to school on monday on monday and just be twitching in anticipation to get home and watch raw that night you know just because it was going to be another step into this and the match was all right you know it was looking back at it it was super obvious that Shawn michaels was really hurt and was basically running on fumes at that point so the match was all right but just the lead up to the match and 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 the character of the match i thought is what what got me 
back into it and what I think made me, uh, you know, a lifelong fan. Hey, what, how old were you, you said? Uh, junior high. Okay, so, yeah. You know, so. Like 13. Something, something like, that. like that but the, okay. but that was like right at the beginning of the attitude era like the attitude no, that era was, was i remember that whole thing that you're talking about and I oh loved, it was amazing. I, I just like you like i said i started watching i was like three and i just i still remember all the all the things you talked about were just it's so crazy to think at a time where you ran home to make sure you're in on time to watch raw or smackdown i used to go inside to watch sunday night heat excited <laughs> now yeah. it's like oh yeah pay-per-views go by and i'm like oh yeah uh, like jake funeral wake jake go ahead cm punk versus john cena next <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> that's a good one though that is definitely a good not one. a british bulldog match um you know bulldog was i think that was the one where bulldog was on crack like he was smoking crack like as he was leaving the dressing room to go down to the <laughs> ring remember that, they, had, that's, they had the girl in the crowd they kept showing that was like bret hart's family member but dating mm-hmm. or whatever and it just kept showing her face every five seconds Did so I, I think like you guys i i caught bits and pieces of wrestling even from being a small child um when i when i really got into it i don't it's hard to pick a defining match i could probably pick a moment to say when i got hooked a couple of moments um but the attitude era is what kept me glued to my television forcing my family to watch raw on vacations in the hotel um and stuff like that and so i would say there's two moments that kept me uh wanting more the first moment was tuning in i think it was like one of the first times i actually sat down to watch a whole thing was was uh when scott hall debuted in wcw i think that night um brought me into like whoa this is super interesting who's this guy yeah hey yo um and then what really hooked me like i could i i couldn't get enough was king of the ring austin when that happened i was that was just i was like i i love this guy he's my favorite no not even a question and then i and then basically that build up to to what brett's saying i think i was like nine or ten years old that build up to the austin michaels i mean that that next to i can't believe i have to say this next to punk cena is probably the most anticipated buildup I've had my whole life oh, of of Austin going up to get Punk the gold Cena. against Michaels with Tyson. That was like, oh my god, insane! And that was the first WrestleMania that I watched too. Was fourteen. Um, mm-hmm. My friend Bernie Goldstein at the time, another super Jew, had it on. <laughs> Bernie Goldstein. Yeah, I I that you made that up. That that name is not hiding the, the the Hebrew there. Uh, and, and so and so yeah, we uh, he invited me over and he's like, he went to my Hebrew school and he's like, you want to watch WrestleMania? And I'm like, yeah, I, I was gonna watch it. That's awesome. And then like we just sat there like like literally like the whole time that mania, just like our eyes open. This is yeah. the best thing the, ever. The, the Does rock, that take your dreidel. boss, man? Fourteen. The rock, the rock, the dreidel match. Rock the dream. <laughs> was that though? Was that Taker Boss Man or was that Taker Kane one? That WrestleMania in fourteen. I suck at going back and telling you what year something happened or which number was what. I can't remember. Taker Kane might have been the fifteen. Yeah, that's got to be Kane. On. Keep talking, I'll find it out. But yeah, that those those two moments, like man, I just was enthralled because on I I unlike you, Seal Kid, I I was like every Monday night was. Back, well, actually, I should say back and forth. It was at the time it was a tube television, so I was 
yeah. on my knob, turning it back and forth. I hated that. Um, <laughs> between WCW and WWF, I couldn't stop. Yeah. I was like, okay, go back. Oh, I, I just missed that. I got to go back. Like, I was obsessed. You, you were more with... WWF or WCW? Because I for I don't sure think like... I, I don't think I, I leaned hard in another direction. I mean, Austin and DX were my favorite. So, you know, I probably, my I favorites was, were on the WWF programming. Uh, I but I loved WWF, yeah. Goldberg and NWO. I mean, I was, oh. I, I loved WCWs too. Oh, the so. NWO thing was amazing, especially like you said, that Scott Hall moment. I think that was the first time that, like, because I pretty much I would be on on WWF, and if that went to commercial, then I would go to WCW. But then I'd be quick to go back and check. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that Scott Hall, you know, because I loved Razor Ramon growing up. That yeah. Scott Hall switch over to WCW that first night. That like that that flipped it for me. I was almost like, oh shit, now I gotta watch. Now, I don't <laughs> Corey, know what Corey the heck said to do. it's fifteen. Is it 15, no, Brett? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 15 was Taker again. Bossman. Oh, 15 was Taker Bossman. Well, when was Taker the, Kane? That was 14. Check out this okay. card, dude. Uh, LOD 2000 uh, won the Battle Royal for the Tag Team Championship. The last team they eliminated was the new Midnight Express. Oh, <laughs> my God. Martin Bombastic Bob. And then Taka Michinoku defeated Aguila <laughs> for the light heavyweight championship. I love Taka Michinoku. My friend's favorite wrestler was Taka Michinoku. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, he was And then uh, great. Triple H beat Owen Hart for the European championship. Oh, wow. Uh, Mark Miro and Sable defeated Goldust and Luna Vachon in a mixed tag match. I remember The that. Rock... The Rock retained the Intercontinental Championship by disqualification against Ken Shamrock. Then you got Cactus Jack, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie against the New Age Outlaws in that dumpster match. That was awesome. That's uh, dumpster under- match. Holy crap. Dude, I love oh, it. yeah. What a mania. <laughs> Undertaker Kane won and then Austin HBK. It's funny that Undertaker Kane won, not to get on the soapbox here, but uh, well, maybe soapbox isn't the right word. Um, but that first match, I remember as a kid thinking there's no way undertaker wins in my head i was like this scary kane guy is gonna destroy him because i think on the build-up he just like manhandled taker it's it's crazy to even say things like that that taker was going to be manhandled and he won and then they had i think unforgiven was the next match with the inferno match crazy to think like you just brought that up that like at that age, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you know, it's not real. Probably, I don't know. I don't know. I was much, like I said, I was much younger watching initially and, and not knowing it was real, so I got a little older. Uh, but something like that. Do you think, you know, nowadays it's so we know the the business so much, and as viewers, do you think back then you would have watched it like, oh well, Kane went over during the weeks, so that clearly means Taker's gonna go over at the pay per view, like like you think now. Whereas back then, you're just like shocked because you're shocked and you don't really understand that that dynamic so am i like myself at 36 years old going back with the knowledge that i have and everything mm-hmm. i mean no it couldn't happen now there's no, no way like, i feel like now. if you go back and watch that like i feel like it was a shock like he said James oh yeah saying, yeah it was a shock back then but i feel like if we knew the logic we knew now about how storylines work and how wrestling works that we probably wouldn't have been shocked at all well do you think the then, same i, I see what the same saying. logic yeah. was there though I don't know. I, I, just, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Like that's, I, that's part I, of being I, a kid. I look back at that and I wonder, is this the same way WWE or whoever WWF, WCW has been working all along? Or is it yeah. just that we learned that? And you know, like depends no, on, we I definitely, guess, 
Vince's influence on the writers. I know I Vince like, makes a lot of last minute decisions, but I don't know what his influence on the writers. But I feel like The Rock, like one thing I loved about the Attitude Era, obviously it was just stacked, right? But you got like, you know, The Rock, Austin, you know, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Taker, even Mankind, uh, Kurt Angle, eventually Jericho, right? But it just felt like you didn't have to do the whole trade wins thing where like one person wins at a pay-per-view. So the next pay-per-view, the other person wins. Like, I feel like back then it was just whoever was hot, hot that week, you won. That's it. There was no rematch to try to re-win, even though these guys went up against each other so often. It didn't feel like you had to do the return the favor wins back then. Like, was that a thing back then? And I just missed it. <laughs> I was not, that, not that I recall. <laughs> Cause I can't stand I, I, that. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Jake. I mean, I remember thinking I thought one of them was going to, kill each other at this match like oh, that's me too i seriously thought that you know yeah. and like that inferno match i was like holy shit someone's gonna completely go up in flame i, I mean you i don't think they did that kind of stuff because like you said it was kane would come out and like squash undertaker and undertaker wasn't fighting back because he was his brother i mean it's just like it, man i mean it just woke me up like just now i just never stopped to think like damn was i naive and it was oh, yeah. so obvious. I was, I was naive as hell. No, dude. Oh, yeah. They had, I remember being like, because I thought like Vince McMahon and Steve Austin legitimately hated each other. Oh, yeah. So, like, the, fir- the first time I saw them like being friendly with each other, I was probably 25, 26, something like that. And I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, what like, I think woke guys- me up was probably the Booker T Stone Cold Steve Austin match. The grocery I mean, obviously store I match, the grocery store, not the match, but the segment with the grocery, the grocery store, because I remember thinking like, man, this Booker T guy, I mean, I was, I was a little, older. I wasn't that old. I wasn't 20 or anything, but like, I remember thinking like Booker T is like, he's big dude. Like, it's not like he's a small guy. And Austin's just like kicking his ass around the store and in, in various amazing ways. But for Booker T to be afraid of him legitimately, and he's a much bigger guy and they were visually at that time, I was like, yeah, you know what? Because I always have my uncles and my stuff in there. Oh, it's fake. It's fake. But I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. Just hang right. on to the, you know, Santa Claus is real thing. Uh, it was just, that was the first time that I was like, yeah, actually, there's no way this guy would just beat this Booker T guy up all around the store without this guy ever getting a shot in. So that was the first time I kind of woke up. But I still, I still love that. Obviously, it's one of my favorite segments. So, so wait, do, do we want to save this or are we going to do this? Uh the moment we woke up real quick kind of thing. Cause <laughs> I, I, I can mean, probably get on board with that. If, yeah, I, I, just threw mine, I threw mine I like out it. there. It was definitely the Booker T stone cold supermarket segment. One of my favorite segments of all time. So I'm not saying it like I woke up and it's a negative. It was still like, it was so good at that time with the attitude era that even waking up in that moment and going like, ah, shit, this, this is fake, but it's not like not understanding fully the whole scripted, not fake thing. Um, I woke up from that at that time and I still was damn eager to watch every week and still fully involved in the pain and, and all of it and the, the real fake. So I didn't care about that at that time. I don't care now, obviously, but I, it still had me hooked. So I don't know what you guys are. What, what do you remember any, like, I know Brett, you seem like you kind of remember yours. I mean, the, the one that keeps popping in my head is I had, and I was in college, which is sort of embarrassing, but I had a guy in my dorm. Like I knew it Two was weeks ago on raw. <laughs> I, like when Sasha ninjas. botch Then I woke up. Well, and I knew, I knew that came out. I knew that everything wasn't on the up and up. Like I knew that it was predetermined at that point. But when I realized like 
that these guys aren't actually hitting each other because I thought they were like legitimately hitting each other for a while. Somebody in my dorm showed me like a slowed down uh, video of it. And you could, I can't even remember who it was, but you could see like this much of air between a guy's fist and his head before he pulled it back up. And then the guy like comes out of the corner and he's like selling his head and everything like that. That was, was it the rock doing <laughs> No, <laughs> when Rock took his first Dolph- stunner, I woke up. <laughs> oh, he's a stunner, stunner backflip out the ring elimination. From you see Rumble. the push? <laughs> he goes up. Um, yeah, that that was. But I mean, I I'd, I'd kind of always known that, you know, like I said, it, something was going on. And did I ever did I ever tell you guys my Kane uncle story? Real quick before you do that, I'll, I'll yeah, tell you how, I, how I woke yeah, no, up. It's part of this whole thing, so go ahead. Okay, so yeah. so um, two wake-up calls for me. One for storylines are not real. Um, Tony Schiavone told us about Mick Foley winning the championship. That was my oh, wake-up from that. Yeah. Um, number two was when they, when, um, uh, they had stopped blading. That's when I woke up. When, I, when, I, when they stopped blading and doing over-the-head chair shots, I realized that it was fake. Because then I learned about blading, and I was like, "Oh, they're not really yeah, bleeding. No, definitely there. Like I they're, said, they're they're blading." <laughs> yeah, I, I that was the first time I learned about blading too. That was the first. Yeah, that that's definitely the first time I heard about blading at all. I was like, "Oh, damn, that's how they do it." I was already old enough to do my cane thing. Uh, it was definitely like I was like was in the crowd at a live event. I think it was we were in Connecticut, and he sees Kane, and he's like, you know, Kane comes out. What the heck was that? Kane comes out for a split second, and he's like, uh, hey, I'm gonna go jump into the ring, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, he's crazy uncle of mine. Uh, so this guy eventually runs down, goes over the barricade, and slides into the ring and gets choke slammed by Kane. And then he has to go backstage and talk to Kane. And Kane's pissed off. Like, dude, you're not trained to t- take these hits, like to take the falls, to take bumps. You know, I could have snapped your neck out there just off a, off a simple choke slam. You weren't, you're not ready for this. Like, don't do this dumb shit again. They, nothing else. They just let him go. But, like, when that happened, it was like, oh, Somebody told you that you weren't a professional that knew how to fall. I'm like, damn. Like, I didn't let it affect me, though. It wasn't to the Booker T thing, but that, that was definitely a, right in the middle there. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, 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 that's interesting, man. It's, uh, you broke up a little bit in the beginning, but uh, I think we got the gist of it after. But, yeah, it's, uh, that was a good, good discussion there, Brett. I'm glad you guys stopped us for that. Um, let's move on to Pusher Barry. Uh, well, real quick, what's wrong? <laughs> I just already. I just. Funeral awake, Jake. I'm just. I'm shocked at what has transpired this past week on Raw. Um, Shane McMahon came back. Love Shane O'Mac, but he came back to host something called Raw Underground, where it's like a pseudo wrestling fight club that is underground, and like a wrestler goes until he gets beaten, but. Not really, because then it switches to someone else, and they can they kind of wrestle, kind of do MMA. It's it's very confusing. 
Um, it's basically a ring covered with a black tarp and they're in the performance center, but they obviously painted the walls to make it look like they're in some like crazy warehouse. <laughs> so are you guys pusher, pushing or burying this ridiculousness? Brett, we'll start with you. Oh, here it is. I'm getting my shovel out because I'm going to bury this. <laughs> Good Lord. So they already did this and it was horrible. Like it's like universally considered the worst thing that ever happened in professional wrestling. I, I could get how I understand that it is a little bit different and it could end up being kind of cool because you do have guys in there with MMA backgrounds. You got Matt Riddle, you got uh, Bobby Lashley, you know, uh, not that he's ever going to be in it, but Brock Lesnar is a guy, but you have guys that have that kind of experience. So it could be cool, but I don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be brawl for all two. I think it's going to be uh, pretty horrible. And if, somebody ends up getting hurt over this again like what happened in the bra for all uh somebody needs to get fired over this and also possibly they need to fire whoever comes up with this if somebody gets hurt and if you don't haven't watched that bra for all uh behind the ring or dark side of the ring on vice uh on vice you should watch it because that's good stuff but yeah i'm i'm gonna bury this deeper than shit see y'all uh you know what it, it kind of comes with a caveat here, but I'm going to push it only if it's not something we're going to see weekly going on for a long time, like a standing, you know, hanging on forever kind of segment. Like for what it was in the short term, it made Lashley look amazing. I, that was the first time I looked at Lashley as like this viable badass since he's come back. So that was really good. Um, they did a pretty good job of selling the hits and the bumps and, and doing all that. It looked really aggressive. So I'll give them that credit. Thought the little strippers dancing up there was kind of corny. Uh, Shane being back, I like that uh, in some way. That's I'm fine with it. So as long as it's not staying all the time and expected to be the segment that's constantly happening each week, I'm fine with it being different. I'm fine with the way they marketed it. I'm fine with it happening. Uh, but if it is going to be something that's just a part of all for months to come, then I'm going to bury even harder than you're doing. So if I break in and out, sorry, guys, ahead of time because uh, it's just – even the Orlando City game is postponed right now. It's storming pretty bad by me. So, Jake, how are you feeling? This is utter crap. <laughs> Shane McMahon is great, and he's now reduced to this ringleader of Underground because he did some MMA training before his taker fight. And he is he's the announcer, and it's like it's so bad because he's like, oh, oh yeah, get in there. Oh, oh, oh wow, he's gonna do this. Oh, he's gonna try to roll him over. Oh, he rolled him over. Okay, don't oh, get him out of it. Like it's just it's not there's no broadcasters. I, I don't want to hear you talk about how the guys are gonna be doing MMA moves. It 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 doesn't add anything to it. Um again, I'm confused on whether it's MMA or wrestling, and it's just it yeah, it looks like a ridiculous version of blood sport. It's just really, really, really bad. So I'm bearing the hell out of it. I think they need to just wipe wipe away what they've done with it, not even bring it back and just say, screw it. We've tried it. It was not good. It's getting really bad uh, reception out there by fans across the wrestling industry. Did not land well at all. I just I just thought of a nickname for, for Shane. Call him Shane O'White. <laughs> Shane O'White. You heard it Something here first on Podjivers. Hashtag it. 
Hashtag <laughs> Shayna White. Shayna White. I, I love it. it. Um, all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna move on here from from that and talk about uh, Montez Ford got poisoned during his match, and there are some other things going on. Seal Kid, you want to talk to us about what happened and if you're pushing yeah, or bearing so, this? Okay, so obviously, like you said, Montez Ford poisoning. That's we're not sure if that's what it is yet, but that's kind of the angle they're pushing. Coupled with, uh, we had power outages uh, throughout the night on Raw. Then you had mass vigilantes that looked like the ninja team they've been pushing out there, uh, which wasn't, though. It was supposed to be a separate group um, faction. I guess that could be the faction that they were hinting at happening on Raw. And they were taking out, you know, the throwing Molotov cocktails at the energy box or whatever they had outside. This, so maybe that's causing power outages or whatnot. I don't know what the heck is going on. I don't know who they're pitching, who it's supposed to be. It could be the lamest introduction to somebody we don't care about. It can be a return of somebody that we don't care about. But I'm always a fan of mystery and wrestling. So I'm going to push it because I hope that they continue each week to give me some little tease and they don't just come out and do it out of nowhere. Wait for SummerSlam or forever and you got to do it the night after SummerSlam to have the reveal. Um, but I love mystery and wrestling. So definitely push. Where are you going with it, Jake? Let's go to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll push the other stuff besides Montez Ford getting poisoned. Um, I like, I like, I always love kind of like what you're saying seal kid where there's like a masked person that we have to reveal eventually like i love when they used to do the the hacking stuff with jericho and they count that have the countdown stuff i was really excited about the mustafa ali um hacker thing i thought that was going to be a cool reveal but they just yeah. let that go for some reason um so i'm yeah i'm down to see where this goes i like the vandalism stuff i love masked you know people doing stuff i was a huge fan of when sting became the iconic um staying in uh impact where he was like the joker and he had uh his group of vandals like kidnap people and it was i just love stuff like that i'm a sucker for that so i'm, I'm down i just i love montez ford so much i think he's got great potential that's not really utilized but i hate the holding of the beverage uh, i don't i don't like that at all um in a plastic cup and so i guess they're gonna take that angle with the poison thing i don't know but we'll see it's a shame because montez ford he's a he's a beast especially in ring yeah, I was bummed somebody poisoned his drink, man. Like you don't, you don't poison a man's drink. <laughs> That's true. Um, I'm gonna bury it. Uh, it reeks of the dark order. That's 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 the vibe I'm getting from it. And the dark order is the worst thing about AEW. So anything that that kind of reeks of that, I'm I'm gonna bury it. I just the only way I think it could be good is uh and i i'll i say this about a lot of things like maybe i don't vocalize it but internally i say it but the only way this could be good is if cm punk ends up being the the guy that's in charge of it that's the only way the only thing that can save this because this is this is going to be this is going to be bad i i have i do not have high hopes for it it's it just like it, it seems like Somebody like brought Vince some AEW tapes. He's like, Bruce, get in here. And Bruce was in. He's like, Yeah, boss. He's like, Do you see this Dark Order stuff? Yeah, boss. Such good shit, pal. <laughs> and that's how we got uh, this nonsense. So, yeah, I'm going to bury it. Dang, you still don't like the mystery of it, even if it does fail you? Uh, it. No, I guess not. Maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm an old man like that. That's okay. I, you already know you're going to be let down. Why go through the hoops? I hear you. 
There's that too. Um, all right. Shorty G in a match uh, with, I think, Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle came out during a match, actually. It Baron is Matt Corbin. Riddle versus Baron Corbin. No, Baron <sighs> Corbin faced someone and Matt Riddle came out. And then oh, Shorty right. G came out. That's right. And, yeah, yeah. and German suplexed him. Yeah. So he's got a heel turn. I am going to push this because I don't really care for Shorty G otherwise, and I love heels. So, yeah, want to make him a heel? Go for it. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I'm with it. Hopefully it gives him a name change. Uh, he's a great in-ring competitor. He deserves better, I guess, than a stupid name like Shorty G. And I love Corbin, so I always get him a follower. That's good. Push. So so I, I didn't watch this, so just so I'm aware, this is Shorty G and Baron Corbin? So, basically, uh, Corbin fights somebody. Oh, he fights Drew Gulak. Um, that's what it was. Yeah. Match ends. He beats Drew like, you know, good, fair, straight up match. No, no cheating or anything. Matt Riddle attacks Baron Corbin after, after that, he's about to still continue to attack him. And Shorty G comes in and suplexes him from behind and attacks him. So basically what happened was backstage prior to that Baron Corbin said that all the beef he had with Shorty G was to make him better and that he's tired of him being just small and not stepping up to his potential. And like, he could be better if he saw things Corbin's way. And so then at that moment, he just kind of uh, brushed him off, but then he came out with the surprise heel turn. So yeah, it's, it's shorty G and Baron Corbin, right? That's the yes, angle. Yeah. Ugh, Barry. No, Barry. <laughs> I don't, I, if, okay. So if they went the other way the and they name, went, Prince I, I would have, <laughs> I, I would have pushed shorty G and Matt Riddle. I would have pushed that to the moon because I think that would be an amazing match. But Shorty G and Baron Corbin, I don't. I like Shorty G is awesome. He's got he's vanilla as fuck. I don't care about him, but he's a great professional wrestler. He's and putting him with Baron Corbin. I mean, he might be able to get like a good technical match out of him, but he's not going to make Baron Corbin interesting because CM Punk couldn't make Baron Corbin interesting. You know, so. They should, ding, uh, ding, ding. they should get so, Shorty Shorty G to be the illegitimate son of Kurt Angle. <laughs> the most forgotten. That's the most forgotten big angle that I that just fell off the map. Well, that's because Jason Jordan broke his goddamn neck during that match. Well, so yeah. did his dad, and he kept fighting. <laughs> so, I don't want to hear Jason it. Jason Jordan with a broken freaking neck. Um, <laughs> Alexa Bliss. So at the end of um, SmackDown, was it? Or yeah. Raw? SmackDown. Uh, yeah, it's usually SmackDown for one of the yeah. two. Uh, Bray Wyatt came out and <clears throat> it was actually pretty cool. They, uh, he threatened, he just stood there with Bliss and like got down on his knees and kind of hovered his hand. And she was just like bracing for it. It was like a, it was like a good solid minute or two where he was slowly going towards her mouth and then sinks in the, the mandible claw uh, while the show goes off the air. Um, I'll start. I'm going to push this. I love a good uh, cross gender kind of feud thingy happening. I think that's really cool. And Alexa bliss is great. Uh, she's underrated. Now she used to be rated as a, as a top uh, charismatic performer. And the fiend, I'm down with the fiend doing anything, especially giving the mandible claw to someone. So I think it makes the Strowman angle interesting for sure. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and push it. I like Alexa Bliss. I like Bray, Bray Wyatt. I think they could do uh, good stuff together. Uh, I'm also done with Bray Wyatt. 
in this angle or anything in professional wrestling. I don't care if I ever see him again. I mean, Ray Wyatt or Strowman? Oh, I'm sorry, Braun Strowman. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scott, That's Scott a hot take. Part. That is a no. hot take. <laughs> Braun Strowman is the person to whom, of whom I am sick of. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I, I think Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt could do some good stuff. I think, uh, like, I, I'm a big Alexa Bliss fan. She's an Ohio girl, so, you know, I kind of like her automatically. But beyond that, I, I, I like her a lot. I'd love to see her do more stuff, and I'd like to see her on this, like, you know, front, uh, like, in the on the main event level kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to push it, push it real good. I will uh, push it for all the same reasons and just send it there. But – if we're going to have a CL Kid, CM Punk counter every time I say CM Punk or reference him, we're going to have to have a she's an Ohio girl counter for beautiful Brett because you say that every single There's a lot time. of Ohio wrestlers in. There's an Ohio person. This, the oh, Miz. They're an Ohio person. They're an Ohio person. John Moxley's from Ziggler. Ohio. Yeah, Moxley. Uh, yeah, you're up on your, your Ohio people. Every time. Oh. oh, they're Ohio person. So now. Al Snow's from Ohio. Oh, that's oh yes. Thing. He's from Speaking, Lima. That's like down the road. Speaking of O's, let's move on to pushing or bearing. I don't know if you guys got to, to watch it. I just watched it before a podcast. Um, the Orange Cassidy Chris Jericho debate hosted by Eric Bischoff, by the way, um, was crazy to me. And Jericho is just amazing as Jericho normally is. I mean, he, he pretty much was acting like Kevin Nash in real life with calling everyone Marks and, and really just hating on Orange Cassidy um, and just calling him funny nicknames left and right. But Orange Cassidy didn't respond to any debate question until Eric Bischoff asked a random question about global warming. And he went on, <laughs> went on to provide like a nerd analysis on global warming. Is that the first time I ever heard his voice? Um, and then he talked later and then he only answered one more question, which was who, uh, why do they deserve to win the match or who needs this match more or something? And Cassidy went into a really intense promo against Jericho, which he's pretty good on the mic. He's got a little bit of a list, but he's, he's pretty good. Very intense, very emotional. I'm, I'm pushing it. I thought this was a great angle. I thought it was funny and it was intense and it really is doing a lot of things that AEW needs to do to really compete at that level. And Cassidy Jericho has to be the hottest feud right now out of any, any of any any wrestling promotion so yeah you know i have not watched it yet because that's my plan to do after this uh podcast is over but i will definitely push anything orange cassidy jericho because the first hint of that ever coming up weeks back i was in love already i i love that that feud so like you said it's it's i don't know if it's the hottest i mean it it could definitely be it's one or two uh, you can't take it any lower than that uh, but i'm Sure, it's great. I know it's going to be great already. You've already hyped it up, so that's I'm I'm pushing it for sure, and I haven't even seen it. So, so my answer is going to be kind of complicated. I can't commit to a push or bury for the thing as a whole uh, because there were things there were things I liked too much, and the thing that I didn't like about it isn't like a massive deal. So, for the most part, I'm going to push it. Uh, I'm going to push Jericho. Jericho's amazing I mean that watching that that was that was what I kept saying the whole time is Chris Jericho is amazing you know and I, I've I've recently went back and watched uh, some of his stuff from Smoky Mountain when he was in there with Lance Archer when they first came up 
the first time he was uh, wrestling in America. I, so I was watching that Chris Jericho like real recently. And then I saw this, like the end of it. And he's the only one that could give HBK a run for his money. As far as the go goes, I'll say that, you know, and this was, this was great. This was amazing. I mean, this was on par with everything else he's done. You know, this was maybe one of the better things he's ever done ever as far as promos go, because it was really good. Um, I'm going to bury Eric Bischoff being orange as fuck. Cause he was really orange. He was more orange than Cassidy. He was super orange. And as far as Cassidy goes, I liked the whole presentation with the clip on tie on his t-shirt. I thought oh, that was no. hilarious. I would oh, not no. have had him talk. Mm. I would I- not have had him talk. So you didn't think that I, little segment he referenced was, was any good there? I, I'm going to watch I, it still, obviously. But. I thought it was great. That's the thing. I thought it was fantastic. He did an amazing job. I just wouldn't have had him talk. Not what, until, like as in you would be saving it for something else or yep. never have him talk ever? That, that, this isn't for a title. That's yeah. when you have Orange Cassidy talk is for a title. You the, hold and, off that long, though? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm. That's that's how you build a title and and especially if it's like somebody like a Cody Rhodes or MJF or whatever, because MJF and orange Cassie would be great. I'm, I got half a one for that match. Just yeah. But the way, the way the title shots go in AW, it's just, you don't know when that's going to happen. Cassie will get so, a title shot soon. They, they, they didn't put him with Jericho for nothing. No, this, uh, is, this, yeah. is definitely, oh, this, this definitely made him. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was great. It was he did an amazing job. I thought he was great. I love the global warming stuff. You know, the, the hippie in me fucking love that. And that whole promo that he cut on Jericho at the end, I thought was just amazing. That was one of the best heel promos. I've, or sorry. One of the best baby face promos that I've ever seen from yeah. anybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys are definitely, uh, that'll definitely be the first thing I see, especially like I said, this, uh, Orlando city games looking like that's not going to happen anytime soon. So, well, I, I wish we didn't hype it up so much for you. But, oh no, uh, it, it's, too it'll, it's ruined. It'll live up to it. <laughs> it's ruined. It's good. It's going to be an X-Pac promo. It's, I don't know if it's as good as our truth talking about little Jimmy and stuff in a debate, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty damn it good. It was good. Just, uh, you're, okay. So each person I, I reference CM Punk, you always reference our truth and he always, references he's Ohio. awesome. He is awesome, but I get the 24 title bill out of here. Yeah, it's run its course. I agree. Um, all right, last Pusher Berry segment. Uh, Brett, we're going to start with you. Um, MJF, are you pushing or burying him getting him going over on Moxley and winning the AEW championship? I'm going to push it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push MJF as the new champion. I think if MJF is champ, it, it could be a little early. You know, that's the only thing I worry about. It could be a little early, but I think he'd be, if he gets that, he's going to, he's easily, he's the best heel in the business right now. That's not Chris Jericho. He gets the belt. He's going to be the best heel in the business. And I think he'll be an excellent, excellent heel champion like an excellent heel champion, like peak rock heel champion, like peak HBK heel champion, peak Ric Flair heel champion. He's going to be great at it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to push it. 
I'm definitely going to push it. And I think going over Moxley is the good way to go because I think uh, he's going to get a good match out of Moxley and Moxley's really going to put him over. So I'm going to go ahead and push it. Yeah, I'm going to push it with no hesitation. MJF is clearly like the heel. Like you said, he's an amazing heel. My only concern, like you said, about being too early, uh, I'm not afraid of that because he just showed he's a full package. He, he can do it in the ring, and his mic skills are amazing. And it's very natural feeling. It doesn't feel forced or scripted or anything like that. But there's some guys – now, there's not a, a huge lineage for AEW yet, so just comparing it to WWE, there's some guys that when they become champion – they take a step back and how good their promos get and how good their character development is. And then there's other guys that like a CM Punk, they just go to a next level Ding. or anything, right? They go to another level and they, their heel work just gets so damn good. And that's rare. Uh, but so I, I am a little worried that he might just get kind of stagnant as champion, but it's time for a change. And, and why not roll the dice? AW is good at rolling the dice and taking, you know, weird approaches and, there's nothing weird about this. It definitely should happen eventually. So why not risk it now? Push. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with pushing it either. I, I do think that they have to do it, though. I think they're getting pressure to do it because they're getting a lot of criticism from the industry and fans that they're only pushing XWE guys. So I think they're, they're, they need to do it. That's why MJF quickly got a title shot out of nowhere um, because – I think they felt that pressure and they, they're doing it sooner than they wanted to. I think they wanted to hold on to MJF for a couple of years and let him just build his aura. Um, but now it looks like they're skyrocketing him to the top. And, you know, we had talked about this actually with, uh, I think Corey was on the episode. We had talked about who's going to take the title from Moxley. Definitely not Brian cage. He talks a lot about MJF possibly being the first champion. He'll be the first non WWE guy. Um, to become champion too, which is which is super interesting. I wish they'd give MJF like a two or three more guys behind him to have like a little mini faction behind him. Yes, um, I thought that was going to happen by now. Honestly, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Warlow is enough. Ooh, put FTR with him. Yeah, genius. That that's that's four horsemen shit right there. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, and think about this. After MJF takes the belt off Moxley, it sets up MJF and Cody Rhodes. And how amazing was that, man? That'd be great. I think they should let MJF hold the title until he drops it to Cody Rhodes. I, I, have don't, I don't know if I'd have him drop it to Cody Rhodes, but just... Well, either or. Either or. Yeah. I don't think Cody Rhodes can get a title shot. Wasn't that the stipulation when he lost? I, to... think, I think it was just against Chris Jericho. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. like those stipulations ever stay. Right. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Terry yeah. Funk retired 50 times. He's <laughs> exactly. the Brett Favre of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> CLK, what you got for us? What's next? All right, so we're going to roll over to small talk. So step away from the wrestling rank thing. I know, what is it, Garden Rake Jake? No, Funeral Wake Jake, right? You love your acting. You love your movies. Brett, I'm not too sure how you feel about the cinematic world. I'm 50-50, but... To you, who is the best comedic actor of all time? Now, before I answer, are you asking best like comedic actor in any genre of acting or best comedic actor as far as who is the funniest actor of all time? Uh, I'll let you kind of choose how you want to measure that because I don't feel like there is any one way to approach it. You could just say this person had the most funny movies. You could say this person was 
funny in different ways. They were creative, whatever way you want to go. Let's just roll with, instead of saying best, because that's very hard to measure, let's just go with your favorite comedic actor. Only one uh, person. No, I, if I had to. Oh, I don't know if I get, okay. This is going to be hard. Can I give you yeah. a two-parted answer? <laughs> you, wanna, you want me to go first to so give you some time? or? Uh, yeah, go first. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I thought about this. Uh, you know, the first names that even came to my mind, and, you know, there's, there's movies, there's TV shows, whatever, and this isn't, like, my list or anything, but I immediately thought, I thought Steve Carell, I thought Jim Carrey, I thought Eddie Murphy, I thought uh, Mike Myers, um, Chris Tucker even just, just, I just started naming movies that make me laugh in my head and, and just run it through them. But at the end I ended with Adam Sandler for me. And even though Adam Sandler, most of his movies are pretty much the same style of humor. So it's not like he's venturing out and doing anything, you know, different, but when he was in his prime, like Billy Madison and I mean, you can go before that if you want to go water boy or any of those, their wedding singer or something like that. But, but Billy Madison, big daddy, happy Gilmore, um, what's that other one? Uh, Mr. Deeds. Like those movies for me were like, they still show them on TV and I am still always looking. In fact, I went on uh, Amazon prime the other day and saw like, just to check to see where I could find them. And they're like on the stars package or something like that. Like I'm not understanding how they're not on Netflix by now. Big daddy finally is. But, uh, for me, those, that guy, he just like, if he was on there, Will Smith was another one too. But when he was on, I definitely wanted to watch, and it still has staying power. I still want to watch those movies all the damn time. So I'll go with Adam Sandler. I don't care which one of you guys want to roll next. Uh, I don't know if Jake is ready or Brett. You haven't said anything yet. Are you ready for an answer? Yeah, if, if you're not ready, Jake, I can go because I got mine. Go for it, man. So uh, there's a show called Freaks and Geeks. If you've never seen it, you should watch yourself some Freaks and Geeks seen it and yep. in in freaks and geeks there's a character named bill haverchuk bill haverchuk is a nerd but bill haverchuk knows what's funny bill haverchuk told his mom's boyfriend bill murray is the funniest man on the planet and i'm going to second that bill murray is the best comedic actor of all time and my knee-jerk reaction was chris farley because i'm such a massive chris farley fan but Bill Murray is the funniest comedic actor of all time. Like if you, if, if you were doing all time, it's Bill Murray. If you're doing one person in one specific frame or moment or part of time, that run that Chris Farley had couldn't, can't be beat. But you know, of all time, it's Bill Murray. You got stripes, you got groundhog day, you got uh, the meat, meatballs. That's the camp one, right? I've seen Caddyshack, like Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Life Aquatic. Yeah, Life Aquatic. Like I, I wasn't a huge fan. Movies. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Lost in Translation, but it's a wonderfully made movie, and he acted his ass off in it. You know, and but Bill Murray has so many great roles. I'm a huge Bill Murray fan, and he's a Cubs fan, so that definitely helps his case with me. But I'm definitely going to go with Bill Murray. Okay, uh, my my all time favorite is Leslie Nielsen um i think he's probably the funny i've never i don't think i've laughed harder at multiple movies by one actor um as much as i've laughed as hard at, at leslie nielsen and i think he is an underrated in this generation uh humor because he is not really as popular um, but but spy hard all the naked guns scary movies um he just he always brought it and cracked me up 
I'd love, he's, he's like someone that I would want to hang out with constantly. Like I just want to hang out with him and just experience him because I feel like he's exactly like that in real life. Um, I think the best comedic actor of all time is Robin Williams though. And it's not even close that I don't think he can be touched. Yeah. Robin Williams was one of those that I, that came up in my mind too. Uh, yeah. He just, him, him and like him <laughs> and Carrie and Sandler who can do both comedy and drama. It's just, mm-hmm. that's very impressive to me. I can't believe you picked Leslie Nielsen, not because it's a bad pick, but I thought of this question and as I was putting it in, as I was sitting on the couch and naked gun was on and I have never seen naked gun, but I, I know what it is and all that, but I've never actually sat and watched it. And it's like the scene where he's coming out of the airplane and stuff like that. And I'm just like, Oh, airplane. Another one. Oh, well, there's yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. And he's just coming out of the plane and stuff and he's walking and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't really know much about Leslie Nielsen like that to, to pick him as, as one of my people, but then you come out of the woodwork with him. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I think, I think I'm probably biased too. Cause I just, I watched those movies as a kid, like over and over. That's and not over biased again. though. That's what does it. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, all the people I name, you, you get some 10 year old kid. He's probably gonna say Kevin Hart, you know? So it's just, it's really about what you watched, you know? Mm-hmm. Chris and Rock's I, up there too. Or I, Eddie I said, Murphy. I forgot about Eddie Murphy. Oh, I said, shit. I said Eddie Murphy. In you there. did? Yeah. 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 But that's me. I, I, you know, my favorite Eddie Murphy movie is actually Shrek. And I know that's not even like oh, close yeah. to the level of amazing as some of his other work. Nutty but. Professor for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Will Ferrell some love too. Oh, damn. I, mean, I, I know, forgot about him. And I just I know it's, People I hate know, him for some reason. I don't all get All his movies are the same. Big fucking deal. They're all funny. They're all great. I die of laughter. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Stranger Than Will Fiction. Ferrell person, but... <sighs> Stranger Than Fiction is an amazing movie. You should Night, definitely watch that. Oh yeah, Night at the Roxbury is underrated too. Yeah, that's that's how I got my big old crush on Maggie Gyllenhaal. I love Maggie Gyllenhaal because oh yeah, her Maggie Gyllenhaal with that tattoo. Oh, oh, she <laughs> was like hot. one of my least favorite people. You're one of my least favorite people. <laughs> but I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, what do we got next? All right, rolling next. So let's go heal or face. Remember, no more the list. Doesn't have to be a negative thing. You could go heal, trash something you don't like, or go face and give a nice praise for once to the wrestling world. Brett, let's start with you. You want to heal or uh, face? I had to think about this one for a little bit. I was going to baby face the Cubs, but they're getting their asses kicked right now. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to heal uh marty Janetti, what the fuck he's admitting to a murder and using homophobic slurs and talking about buying weed which i don't fundamentally have any issue with but you know but i've killed a guy before and he and i don't i didn't understand the overall point of that tweet or whatever that was was he pissed off at his girlfriend was that what was going on and that I didn't just say anything him, but that tweet, so I don't know what's going on with that. And it just made him like admit to a murder and what the fuck, Janetti? <laughs> I mean, God. people are going off the deep end. It is crazy out there right now. Yeah, yeah it's just, a lot it's, of alone time. It's yeah, you're right. Quarantine's making people go crazy. That's and right. It's, it's you can tell that it's messed up when homophobia wasn't like the most shocking part of the tweet or whatever it was. Yeah, like why? Why like, even say it? Like, what's the cause, point? Like, because he's no a dumb positive. fuck. That's why. Yeah. You, that's the only reason why CTE, somebody would man. say that. That <laughs> publicity, whatever. E. Stupid. Yeah, and terrible. What the fuck? I mean, I'm sorry. I keep saying that, but 
Like I was talking to my buddy, Andrew Hoskins, who's in this group, you know, we were talking about it today and we just stood in the hall and laughed about it for like 10 minutes. Like, what is this guy doing? So I'm definitely going to heal Marty Jannetty. Jake, who you got? I'm going face and I'm going face on giving Big E the singles run that he finally deserves. I hope this works out. He deserves it. I've, I've talked before just how he's so beloved, especially amongst his peers. He's got all the tools to be a superstar. Um, and I, I really hope that he gets a giant singles push. Um, and he started off with a bang by rolling down the freaking walk with entrance right to the ring. Oh, he's classic. He's so funny. Um, I love Biggie. And he's, he's such a good guy. Like in real life, like there's, I always read like stories about him donating to charity and just representing a lot of people and, and uh, underprivileged people. And um, I'm just happy you- for him. I really hope it works out. Do you listen to the New Day podcast? I need to. I always see. I always it's see good. it advertised. Is it? I, I would imagine it is. What Xavier Woods is dynamite. So I can only imagine how good it is. Yeah, like it's 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 like Kofi is the weakest part of that show, and he's still awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you know I what I mean. That. And yeah, and Biggie Biggie is like super dry, which is kind of funny. And you like him because he's got a thing for Goldberg too. <laughs> So definitely, definitely check out that New Day podcast. It's pretty good. Awesome. Will do. All right. See, Can you guys hear me good. in here? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, man. It's just, it's storming pretty bad over here, like I said. So nonetheless, I would go with Face, and I'm going to say Bobby Lashley. And that didn't seem like a huge deal, even though I already mentioned him earlier. But I was so on the other one with Bobby Lashley. Even when he first came back, I'm like, I don't care. I'm done with him. Never does anything. Still hasn't done anything. But, man, did he look freaking – like he was taking off his shirt to get ready for that underground, as lame as underground is, uh, in its own way. But he, he seemed scary. For the first time ever, I was like, that's a guy that I don't want to fight. The Hurt Business was the best part of, of Raw. Yeah. Raw just, underground, you know, by like far. MVP, when MVP came back the first time, I was just like, eh, MVP, he's kind of stale. This whole talk show thing is stale. All of this is kind of lame. You know, Shelton Benjamin, eh, who cares? And did now, a hell of a judo toss. That was a great judo toss. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, that was like, the, that was the best. I, I can't believe that was the best part of wrestling for me. I loved it. It was great. I mean, now I, I love, love, love that Seth Rollins promo. Um, but that's Andrew McIntyre promo. Just promo work in general is going to get me a baby face thing because Drew McIntyre hasn't cut a great promo for me in a while. That was great. Rollins was amazing. And then the whole hurt business, whatever, was amazing as well. So all faces for that. I'll give WWE some credit. Nice. I still don't I still don't give a shit about Bobby Lashley. It's not that I it's <laughs> not I that I was ever it's not that I was ever not afraid of Bobby Lashley, because he's a Bellator fighter. He could definitely kick my ass. I I probably wouldn't even I'd just curl up in a ball and take it. Like whatever you're gonna do, bud, do it. You know, but I just don't. He's so boring. He's boring yeah. as hell. He's typically, super boring. Typically, but I like them here. I, I kind of I kind of think that that whole booking, that whole Lana angle was kind of like a like a to soften the blow. Like we're gonna give you the absolute lamest thing we can think to do, so that whatever you do after that is fucking awesome by comparison. That's an interesting take on that. That's I a really that. interesting take. That Lana shit was terrible. Terrible. That was the stupidest thing. I, I forgot all about it. It was so bad. It was probably the worst thing. It was thing really bad. It was really, horrible. really bad. So, just to end you guys off, know your role. 
Going to go a little different this time. It is still one-on-one with neither of the great ones, because that's me. Uh, we'll have Lake Wake Jake versus Beautiful Brett. Here's how this is going to work. Just different angle here. I'm going to name. Each of you get your own turn with your own person. So don't don't go rushing forward with answers here. It's not going to be CM Punk. Jake, you're going to get an answer on CM Punk? <laughs> Trust me, I found any way I could make him in there. I'm going to name a wrestler nickname from any point in time, and you got to tell me which that re- which wrestler was that. Oh you get God! First three points. If we have a tie, we'll have a, a face-off. First quickest answer. Some will be kind of easy. Some will be a little harder. I'm gonna lose this one for sure. No, Probably. no. Some of them are gonna be. Don't worry. Don't worry. I won't. I won't kill you. I'm not going to go ahead and say the people's champion or anything like that. But <laughs> all right, Jake, you'll go first here. Spark plug. Which wrestler at one point, and he even had Sparky plug or something like that as well. But Spark plug was their nickname. Spark plug. Now I'm sure we got a you know our little thought monster down there, Brett, that's staring off into the darkness. <laughs> If you know the answer, before I give Jake his last chance to answer and fail, uh, <laughs> I'll let you try to answer before I give the answer to everybody else, just for fun. So, Jake, so I can, any- I- Jake, final answer, nothing? I, I have no idea. Okay, Brett, you want to try to get it just for the hell of it? Yeah, it was Bob Holly. Yes, it was. Wow, well, there you go. Bob Holly, he did his NASCAR stint. All right. Not bad. You know, you, you tried your, your best there. <laughs> All right. well, you should say hardcore I would have gotten that I thought about that right. let's go with Brett Brett your person will be now notice some of these people have more than one so if I give you one don't just eliminate someone because you don't think that's their name Big Hungry Brett's person is big hungry. So I'll give you a second to think about that. There's no clues. If we get later on and you guys are really struggling and showing that this pod jobbers team is not as educated as one would <laughs> think. <laughs> Don't worry. Trivia on the spot's always difficult. Uh, okay. uh, so you got an answer? Uh, I got a guess. Okay. Well, you better not be Googling over there. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, my guess is Yokozuna. Okay, that's a great guess, you jerk. Um, just because he's big doesn't mean he's big hungry. But Ryback was actually called. Wait, I didn't get a chance. I knew that one. I didn't get a chance to steal it. Oh, okay, fine. I mean, you didn't know that. I did. I did. I Feed me more. Did. Duh. Like, I knew that. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to make this, this round a little easier since we had a, a, a you know, a bad thing there. Um, let's see if we can go with – actually, you know what? It won't be super easy. Let's make it medium. One that I knew. All right? And you may not know. Maybe it's not medium. It's just as I've heard it before, so maybe for me it was a little easy. Uh, the instrument of change. Uh, Baron Corbin? You wish. No, <laughs> no Baron Corbin. But it is somebody you said you loved. Brett, do you happen to know it? From here on out, if you steal, you'll get a point. The, the instrument of change? Yep. CM Punk? Oh, that's a good one, too. But no, I'm not putting CM Punk in here because you guys would love that. 
But no, <laughs> change Shane McMahon. I was gonna, oh. damn it, I was gonna say Shane O'Mac. You were gonna say, gonna say something. I, it's I the was... first name that popped in my head, but I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. So I went on to Baron Corbin. <laughs> that easier. <laughs> so quickly, the definition of delish. Funeral Wake Jake. Is that your turn? I believe it's right? Brett's. No, oh, the, what was it? The definition of delish. That face just looks so Google searchy. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the lights in his eyes from his phone. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm sorry. Kidding. I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> the definition of delish. Yeah. Um, Grandmaster oh, okay. Sexay. You know, before, okay, you, you, that was a good guess. That was not the right answer. And I'm not going to oh. count the guess. I'm not going to count it yet. I'm going to give you another guess. I'm going to give you a clue, small clues. They're not going to be this blow you out of the water. Damn, clues. I was going to say Grandmaster Sexy too. <laughs> best, best run was an NXT. Brizongo? Okay, now you got Brizongo in there. Or, the or Tyler, t- Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze is correct. Wow, nice. I'm there. So well, Tyler Breeze was awesome in NXT. I'm glad. I, you know, I was I was starting to worry here because I think you got no answer. To that's not that's not good. All right, let's see. This is I don't know if you remember it. This is give me all the hard ones, you jerk. No, 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 I'll give you an easy one here, but it's only <laughs> if you just happen to recall it because it wasn't small. The new face of America. Oh, uh, Jack, hey, uh, Jack Haggard. Haggard. Before you answer, I won't tell you if you're right or wrong, but before you answer, you know what? I will because. Oh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is correct. Yeah. There you go. One to one. All right. Let's, let's get here. Now this round, because you guys were so not doing so well. Initially. So stupid. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> you guys are fucking morons. Okay. <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. I'm going to say someone here, and the first person to shout out the answer will get the point. All right? This is one-to-one so far. All right. The post-apocalyptic scavenger. The post-apocalyptic scavenger? Sting? No, I'll let you keep going, but I'm going to time this in my own head, and I'll give you a little (laughs) post-apocalyptic scavenger. Uh, Luke Harper. <laughs> right, this is the same person, same same person, other nickname, Spanky. Oh, um, the next clue would be very easy. So this will be Spanky. I can't remember. <laughs> Last clue, and then there'll be a three-second runoff because you should get it by now. <laughs> the man. With a plan. I remember that one very clearly. Eli Drake? I love that guess, but it's wrong. Three. Elias. (laughs) You want another good guess, but no. The Brian Kendrick. Oh. I knew knew Spanky. I just couldn't remember what Spanky's other name was. It's okay. Now, pretty simple one. Once again, first let's guess it. You're only going to get two nicknames here. That's all I can think of. And one of them is pretty easy. I think both are pretty easy because I just happen to remember them. The Radical Mongoose. No one knows Oh, it. I know I know <laughs> this. Oh, my God. 
Uh, Seems like the Miz. The Radical Mongoose? Have you ever heard I, the Miz? <laughs> I I know I've heard that name before. I just don't remember who it is. The Radical yeah, Mongoose. Okay. All right, now I'll give you the secondary one just to speed things along. The ultimate party animal. Come on. Both of the my the first name that pops in my head, and I know that it's wrong, was Jeff Hardy. Oh, it was like that, all those like all those weird you, mishmash this, of words. This guy is no longer with the company. Chris Jericho. He, now hold on, and he came out with a group of people, much like Godfather did. Not to say it's the same thing with chicks and stuff, but he came out with people. Oh, uh, Dolph Ziggler. No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, oh, um. Uh, Adam, uh, uh, shit. You're going to get uh, the point at this point. Uh, yeah, what's that? What? Adam Rose. Adam Rose, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I liked Adam Rose. He, he, he's okay. jacked now. Yeah, yeah, steroids will do that to you. So, here's another one. This one has a ton of nicknames. It doesn't mean it's a super popular person. And it's two to one funeral wake Jake as he gets ready to bury beautiful Brett. <laughs> alliteration there with the bees. All right. The man of sophistication. Or the women. Oh, uh, it's um uh what's his name? Uh I, I think I think I know where you're going, and I don't agree. Don't agree. Okay. <laughs> The Picasso of Pain. The Colossus of Cloud. The Colossus of Cloud. Henry? The Picasso of Pain. The Rembrandt of Rage. I don't know. The Drama King. The Artiste. The Maestro of Mayhem. Elias? No. This is tough. I, I don't know, man. I... His name starts with an A. And it's a double name. Like a full name. I will continue to give Aiden, Aiden English? Aiden English for the tie. Wow, you know, nice. Really? Wow, that nice. was a total guess. That's a great one. Alright, this is my that last one. I gotta guess. run after this. Last one. Alright. Uh, I'll try to make it you guys, uh, you tell me. You want hard, easy? What are you looking for? So let's do easy. Let's see if you can be quick enough. Quick draw. I'm just kidding. Uh, let me give you, yeah, I'll give you something kind of whatever. All right. The essence of excellence. It's not necessarily easy. The essence of excellence? Bobby Lashley? No. No longer with the company. Chris Benoit? I'll give you another clue. No. <laughs> it was somebody who represented a country as part of their character. Oh, Rusev. Oh, yeah, Rusev. Yeah. That's good, but it's not Rusev. Ooh. He was the aristocrat. But it had his country name within that. He was this place's greatest export. This place's greatest export. It's the not country. Country. the country, insert country names, greatest export. Like America's greatest, greatest bulldog. <laughs> no. I'll give you one other clue. His most similar character is actually that might be a little too easy i'll give you this the country that he was from in or is connected to the united states 
Oh, was it Bret Hart? It was not Bret Hart. I thought you might Owen, go Owen Hart. No. He was Eddie, a... Gu- Eddie Guerrero? No, no. Alberto Del Rio? Alberto Del Rio for the win. Mexico's <laughs> Very nice. With the win. Great stuff, guys. Good, good segment. That was fun. That was awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed that. So don't worry. There will be more of that. No pressure on Funeral Wake, Jake. I'll host it next week again. You get your rematch. <laughs> uh, and there will be new things with this Know Your Roll segment. It won't be the same every week. We will change it up. So good Love stuff. It. Maybe another round of this because that was kind of fun. That was fun. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Pod Jobbers. Have a good night, everybody. Go Cubs. Go Yanks. <laughs>